Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. South Africa is suspending the use of AstraZeneca's COVID-19 inoculations in its vaccination program. That's after data showed that it gave minimal protection against mild to moderate infections caused by the country's dominant coronavirus variant. South Africa was planning to give the AstraZeneca shot to its healthcare workers soon after having received a million doses. Instead, they will now offer the vaccines developed by Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer in the coming weeks. Meanwhile, work is now underway to adapt the AstraZeneca vaccine to deal specifically with the South African variant. Researchers expect the new make that researchers expect the new shots will be available later this year. The Philippines can vaccinate 50 to 70 million individuals by the end of the year. That's according to Secretary Carlito Galvez Jr., who is in charge of the national vaccination program. But he says. That's a best-case scenario. If there is a shortage and vaccines don't arrive as scheduled, the 70 million target will have to be pushed back to mid-2022. So far, the country has secured some 108 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccines from several manufacturers. This is on top of the 44 million doses from the World Health Organization's COVAX facility. The first batch is expected to arrive this month. The health department saying they will implement a strict screening process for the vaccine recipients. Kailangan ma-assess muna po natin sila and we will be able to say that they can be, uh, they can receive the vaccine uh, based on the assessment. Mm. Ibig sabihin, wala pong ibang makakahadlang na may condition sila and uh, they can receive the vaccine at wala pong tayong nakikitang uh, uh, adverse reaction o pangit na mangyayari sa kanya. The Philippines' COVID-19 tally is now at 537,000 after nearly 1,800 new cases were reported Sunday. This as the Department of Health also reported more than 11,000 new recoveries Sunday. Meanwhile, 70 more COVID-19 deaths were reported, marking the ninth straight day of over 50 fatalities. Sunday's 2.08 case fatality rate is the highest since July 31st of last year. Worldwide, 106 million people have been infected with COVID-19 since the virus first emerged, emerged in China. The global death toll currently stands at 2.3 million. The Philippine Health Department clarifies there were still no known cases of the UK variant in Cebu City. Dr. Mary Jean Lorece of DOH Region 7 said, although one of the patients with the UK variant hails from Liloan in Cebu, that patient is still recovering in Paranaque City in Metro Manila. The Philippines currently has 25 known cases of the more contagious UK variant. Yung kaso nang galing sa Liloan, dito po sa amin, hindi po yan dito talaga na-test. Mm. So nung sinest po siya noong January 17, nandyan lang po siya, tapos lumabas po yung risulta niya na nirelease po sa atin noong February 5. So um, in, in all honesty and in all ano, candor, apo, apo, apo. hindi po yan ang pasyente nakauwi, neither po yan umuwi dito. Tagaliluan lang siya. Opo, kasi ang kinunan po nila ng base ay yung home address Yon. na nakasulat po sa ating mga CIS.
In other news, Australia expresses deep concern with the arrest of one of its citizens in the first known arrest of a foreign national since the February 1 coup in Myanmar. In a message to Reuters, Aung San Suu Kyi's economic advisor, Sean Turnell, said he was being detained but is unaware of the charges being leveled against him. He can no longer be contacted. Australia's foreign ministry said it was alarmed about reports of an Australian and other foreign nationals being arbitrarily detained in Myanmar. The ministry did not name Turnell or provide further details on the other foreigners. Turnell is a professor of economics at the Macquarie University in Sydney and has been advising Suu Kyi on economic policy for several years now. A sea of red across Myanmar amid continued opposition to last week's power grab by the military. As this report tells us, this is the biggest protest since the 2007 revolution that led to democratic reforms in the country. Tens of thousands rallied across Myanmar for a second day on Sunday to denounce last week's coup and demand the release of elected leader Aung San Suu Kyi. The protests are the biggest the country has seen in over a decade. Crowds filled the streets of Myanmar's biggest city, Yangon, sporting red shirts, flags and balloons, the colour of Suu Kyi's National League for Democracy Party. Many gestured with a three-finger salute, which has become a symbol of protest against the coup. We have a right to show our disagreement that we're against the dictatorships to prevent inequality, oppressions, in accordance with the democracy. We need to get rid of the fear. I take part in this revolution as I believe that the military dictatorship will fail if we bravely join forces. There was no comment from the junta in the capital, Naypyidaw, some 220 miles north of Yangon. In the southeastern town of Miawadi, shots were heard as armed police tried to break up a large crowd. It was not immediately clear if there had been any casualties. On Sunday afternoon, the junta ended a day-long blockade of the internet that had further inflamed anger. The United Nations Special Rapporteur on Myanmar has said more than 160 people have been arrested since Monday's coup. The military takeover has halted the Southeast Asian nation's troubled transition to democracy and drawn international outrage. Meanwhile, the Pope voices his solidarity with the people in Myanmar. He urges the army to work towards, quote, a democratic coexistence. He also prays those in power in the country will work towards the common good. No Filipino has so far requested repatriation from Myanmar. The Department of Foreign Affairs, however, says it is ready or it is prepared for evacuations should this become necessary. Foreign Affairs Secretary Teodoro Loxin Jr. is meeting with the Philippine ambassador to Myanmar this afternoon to discuss the situation there. Like other ASEAN states, the Philippines has expressed concern over the military takeover in Myanmar. It's a uh, military emergency. Um, I assume that, uh, that uh, our people are apolitical and that they're safe. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but my first reaction was to prepare for an evacuation in the event things deteriorate. I want to engage with the, with the not the army, with mm. the situation in Burma yeah. and see if I can restore the status quo, and which is not to say for the army to retreat, but for the army 
Suchi and freedom to work hand in hand again mm -hmm. because it was working. The Philippine Interior and Local Government Department vows to look into concerns over the Defense Department's decision to abrogate its accord with the University of the Philippines. That deal presented state security, make that prevented state security forces from entering UP campuses without first notifying school officials. DILG Undersecretary Jonathan Malaya says amendments to the 1992 accord or new law enforcement agreement altogether could come out from meetings between UP officials and the government. Malaya insists the DILG is not looking for an excuse to deploy more police officers in the crackdown against alleged communist recruitment inside UP campuses. If this was just an excuse uh, to do that, then we should have abrogated immediately the uh, agreement. No, we would have taken the course of the DND, but our approach is different. No? Our approach is that there are valid issues raised by both sides uh, that we believe should be uh, discussed in a dialogue. And if the University of the Philippines management can prove, can, um, can uh, commit and can prove that the existing uh, security arrangements in the university are uh, enough and sufficient, then uh, then there's nothing to talk about. No, in so far as security is concerned, six Filipinos who were victims of human trafficking in Damascus, Syria, have been brought home. They were among the 38 Filipinos who sought shelter at the Philippine Embassy in Damascus, having been subjected to human trafficking. The first batch of repatriates will undergo debriefing. The Foreign Affairs Department also vowed financial assistance for the victims. Government adds it will help the repatriates file criminal complaints against their suspected traffickers. Five people are injured following a powerful 6.1 magnitude quake in Davao del Sur Sunday. The country's disaster agency says 45 people were displaced from their homes and transferred to a temporary shelter in Davao City. Houses were also damaged and eight landslide incidents were reported in Cotabato province. The Philippine Institute of Volcanology and Seismology earlier said the 6.1 magnitude tremor that occurred in Davao del Sur originated six kilometers southeast of Magsaysay town. It was the second quake following a tremor which measured at 4.8 magnitude which hit the same location. The tremors were also felt in Soxargen as well as in northern Mindanao and in Caraga. Manila's top diplomat rejects a proposal to bring the Philippines' protests against China's new Coast Guard law before the United Nations. Philippine Foreign Affairs Secretary Teodoro Loxin Jr. last month filed a diplomatic protest against that new law, which will allow China's Coast Guard to fire at foreign vessels. Retired Senior Associate Justice Antonio Carpio previously said that the Philippines and other Southeast Asian nations should ask the U.N. to declare that law void under international laws. But for Loxin, there is nothing to defend because Manila already won its arbitral case against Beijing. Everybody wants to en enter a show. Everybody wants to show off in the United Nations. Well, I'm not going to go back there because the Coast Guard law is not has some claims as to the extent of their territory. That will reopen the arbitral award. Mm. And I'm not going to give them a chance to do that. Chinese diplomacy has been very effective in most of the members of the United Nations. And I'm not going to throw our victory to that. 
and let them decide. World knows now over 100 people in northern India are feared dead after a Himalayan glacier burst and swept away a dam. Details in this report. Over 100 people are missing and feared dead in northern India after a Himalayan glacier broke and swept away a dam on Sunday, causing immense flooding and forcing the evacuation of villages downstream. Several bodies have already been recovered. One witness said a wall of dust, rock and water hit as an avalanche roared down the Rishiganga Valley, deep in the mountains of Uttarakhand. Many of those missing are workers at the Rishiganga hydroelectric project, which was destroyed. Twelve people who had been trapped in a tunnel had been rescued, and efforts were underway to save others caught in another, according to the Federal Home Ministry. Local Puran Singh Rana saw the disaster. I was looking up and down and I could not see anything. But five minutes later I witnessed something that looked like a scene from a Bollywood film. I've never seen anything like what I saw at the Rishiganga plant. About 50 to 100 people were running for their lives but could not be saved and they were engulfed by the river. It was not immediately clear what had set off the avalanche outside of flood season, but Uttarakhand is prone to flash floods and landslides, and environmental groups have now called for a review of power projects in the ecologically sensitive mountains. Philippine House Speaker Lord Alan Velasco files a 420 billion peso pandemic relief bill before Congress to revive the recession-hit economy. The bill will fund programs for businesses affected by the pandemic, another round of cash aid for the poor. The proposal comes despite government's attempt to avoid outsized stimulus packages to preserve its sovereign credit rating. This as the government make that relies on its 4.5 trillion peso national budget amid corporate income tax cuts to lift the economy out of its deepest contraction since 1946. In sports, old man Tom Brady, old man Tom Brady still has what it takes to lead an NFL franchise to a Super Bowl title. At the ripe old age of 43 by NFL standards, Brady earned his seventh NFL championship as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers dethroned the Kansas City Chiefs 31-9 in Super Bowl 55. Brady outplayed his heir apparent Chief superstar quarterback Patrick Mahomes with three touchdown passes in the championship game. This performance earned Brady his fifth Super Bowl MVP while also having make that handing the Buccaneers their second Super Bowl title. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast to an ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe. Keep it here on ANC.